I'm Jiangsi Choksi, Distinguished Professor of Central Eurasian and Iranian Studies in the Hamilton Lugar School of Global and International Studies at Indiana University. It is my pleasure to talk today with Carol Choksi, Senior Lecturer of Strategic Intelligence in the Luddy School of Informatics, Computing and Engineering at Indiana University. On November 17th of this year, Carol and I co-authored an article in Foreign Affairs titled China and Iran, uh, China and Russia have Iran's back. Carol, would you agree that in a nutshell, uh, the, our analysis is about how and why Iran is building an, an axis with China and Russia? Uh, yes, but uh, we need to go over uh, why and how. Uh, Iran is building a political, economic, and military axis with China and Russia, but we also have to ask what's in it for China. That's a good question. So let's just think about what's in it for Iran. Uh, certainly working with China and Russia means that Iran can circumvent U.S. sanctions. Uh, but what about uh, beyond the economic? What would be some of the inter political and military act, uh, benefits for Iran from working with Russia and China? Well, political benefits is they have cover in the uh, UN uh, and point, yeah, really point, uh, yeah. against uh, the United States, uh, but also militarily, they have assistance from China uh, uh, China's Navy, uh, Russia's Navy, and also Russia's Air Force in the area. Yeah, those uh, are two very good points because, I mean, let's face it, just recently, uh, Russia and China stepped in at the, at the UN Security Council and prevented, since uh, it convinced the, even our allies, uh, Britain and France, not to vote in favor of snapback sanctions. Uh, so, yeah, that's a big, big point. That's a very big point. So, what about so? It certainly, and um, uh, well, you know, this benefit. So, this is this some of the benefits for Iran. What about China? I mean, it strikes me that certainly the overland Belt Road uh, uh, going has to pass through Iran, just like the Silk Road historically did. Uh, but it's also interesting that China is essentially reviving the maritime Silk Road via Iran as well. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, exactly. And they aren't just using it. They aren't just creating ports. They're also creating, I mean, economic ports. They're also creating naval ports. They're creating uh, uh, signal stations. So Chabahar will be a Chinese SIGINT uh, uh, station uh, that should have a, a 2,500 mile radius, which will include all of the bases that surround Iran, I think with the exception of a couple in Turkey. That's fascinating because, yeah, that I mean, Chabahar and, and Jest mean that the Chinese, and then when the Chinese are linked up with the Pakistanis at Gwadar, uh, and then the, the, both, uh, the Chinese having a, 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 a port at, at Dugam in uh, Oman means that the Chinese essentially have to put inside and outside the Persian Gulf uh, choked up with the U.S. inside the Persian Gulf. What about Russia? I mean, I know that Iran and Russia have worked on Syria together a lot, and you are truly an expert on Syria. 
what what do you think is going on with that aspect? Well, China is less involved in Syria than Russia is. China is more worried about their uh, Uyghurs uh, going to Syria to fight and becoming radicalized. Um, Russia got a Russia got a uh, uh, they had a naval base at Tartus. It's much more robust now. They now have uh, a mean air base. uh, and they also, which is right on the Eastern Mediterranean. So they have not just returned to the Middle East, they've returned to the Eastern Mediterranean. When you include the Russian naval base in Sudan, uh, you begin to see some real regional power there on the, the Red Sea and uh, right across from Saudi Arabia, right across from uh, Yemen. Uh, right in the middle of the Eritrean and Ethiopian mess. Uh, so they're really extending their their uh, uh, their power. That's interesting. So let's just very finally get into the, you know, we have an incoming Biden administration that essentially has to face this dilemma. And, and uh, let's just be honest about this. Uh, the Biden administration is being filled by individuals who came out of the Obama-Biden administration, and the Obama-Biden administration, like the Trump administration, has uh, essentially replaced a robust foreign policy with uh, sanctions. So in the remaining couple of 20 seconds, what do you think, that you, what, what should the Biden administration do to move beyond sanctions? Well, I think the the whole world has changed because of the pandemic uh, and essentially the economic collapse of the world and people clamoring for less corruption, including in Iran. Uh, I think what the United States could do 